It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. It is Super Friday. Woo! Does anybody know what Super Friday means? Uh, well, no. It's a weird Friday because then we have Monday we worked and Tuesday we're off. So super califragilisticexpialidocious. Super Friday. So normally Friday feels great because you get two days to sort of decompress. But in this case, most people will have four days to decompress. Not us though. Because... Show's going on Monday and Tuesday? Just Monday. Just Monday. No show on the 4th. No show Smart fourth. move. Mm-hmm. Why do a show on the 4th? Yeah. People are out doing things, having fun. In fact, Monday, to be perfectly honest, it's looked at as a holiday and a vacation at most places anyhow because I know our Channel 3 offices here will have single-digit uh, employees yeah. in the building. <laughs> but we will be here. I mean, it's going to be We will be here there. for the people out there. We're putting on a show Monday. Don't worry. Good. So well, we'll that's a win for the, for the viewer. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, it's supposed to be good weather with the exception of like some intermittent stuff tomorrow and Sunday, but then Monday and Tuesday clear out look to be very good summer pattern weather, 80 degrees, hot, humid swimming weather. Finally beach weather. Finally. Yes. Go swimming at ocean? I was supposed to go to Edgewater tonight, but it's still a little, little too hazy. So I'm waiting. really, I I've got some asthma issues and a lot of my oh, friends do too. So okay. we, okay. we hold off. You, what, you got the asthma gang? Basically. Some of my friends do, too. <laughs> okay, well. You see us all pushing our glasses up like, hi, guys. We can't, <laughs> Where's we your can't inhaler? go play today. <laughs> well, listen, be safe for sure. Yesterday, or no, two days ago, it was uh, some of the most dangerous air levels, uh, air quality disgusting. levels in the history of Cleveland. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday of this week, Detroit and Cleveland had the worst air conditions of any city in the, in the world. That's crazy. Including New Delhi. That's crazy. And Beijing and India and China. You know, they're just hey, global warming. What global warming? They're just pumping it into the atmosphere. Um, so when our cities, when our air quality is worse than anywhere in China or India, it's scary. Uh, but it's supposed to be clearing out. My buddies upstairs, Matt and Betsy, tell me weekend it should be gone. Uh, see, this gives me a great time to uh, do uh, a public service announcement for all those people. See, what happens in life is... Sometimes other people's problems can affect you. So say, for instance, something happens in Canada. It doesn't have to be here, right? It could be warmer in Canada and wildfires can happen. And it's harder to put them out. And we may have water shortages. As you can see, um, climate change and and regulations matter in this world. And you can be affected by something that happens thousands of miles away. Yeah. I think what you're saying is no matter how much work we do to try to clean up our environment, we still... It's not like we can build walls around our country and keep other people's bad air out. We all have to work together. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or none of it works. I mean, you feel like you're playing tug of war and the two biggest countries in the world that thumb their nose at that kind of stuff are pulling in one direction. 
And then all, most of the developing nations, they got other bigger fish to right. fry. They're, they're not try, worried about that. They're trying to worry about food, and you're looking around, and it, the, the water is, is, is rising in, in Southeast Asia. Now, I don't want to get all in there, but at the, at the same time, at, at the end of the day, it affected us to, uh, in a big way. Yeah. And it is newsworthy. I read a piece yesterday where this is going on in Canada because they don't deforest like we do. Mm -hmm. We have deforestation programs where you go through and you cleanse the, the death in the forest, which becomes highly flammable during mm -hmm. drought situations. Every time there's the end of a drought cycle, when you get into a drought cycle, and, and they had very little rainfall in Canada, that's why they have 500 active, 500 different, active forest fires throughout the country. Wow. Damn. And then you'll go into the United States and there's none. Mm -hmm. And the reason for it is we clean out our forests before they die and before they become basically kindling. Mm -hmm. um, and Canada hasn't done that as we have. And now everybody's paying the price. Enough of that bull crap. Uh, <laughs> I like today's show because we've got some alternative stuff going on. Savannah Bananas, I, I, I'm pretty sure by now everybody's aware of who they are. It's kind of the Harlem Globetrotters version of baseball. Yeah. Um, they put on an incredible show. I'm surprised that we got someone from their organization. You've seen the clips on Instagram yeah, and TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we got someone from their organization. Zach Frangillo is coming on. Director the of entertainment. The game sold out in Akron. Yeah. From my understanding. And Both has days. been for months. Both days. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it speaks to the organization. Even though they're not trying to sell tickets, I love it. <laughs> they're still doing. Uh, they're still doing shows like this to get the word out. I want to pitch for either the bananas or the other team. I don't care, and I'm gonna beg when Zach comes on. I'm gonna tell him <laughs> I need to wear a bananas uniform pause. for one of the Akron games. <laughs> Flat out pause. <laughs> Super. <laughs> All right, I need to wear a Savannah yeah, baseball yeah, uniform. Yeah, so anyhow, if you don't know about the Savannah Bananas, you're going to learn everything you wanted to know but didn't. The night that Deshaun Watson's accuser did her uh, profile interview on HBO Real Sports, later in that episode, they, they featured the Savannah Bananas. Oh, talk about burying the lead. No, they ain't. <laughs> they should have led with the Bananas. <laughs> they should have led with the Bananas. But then it was like, I'm surprised they put Bananas anywhere on that screen after any of that happened. Like, nah, I'm cool. I'm straight. We're going we're, we're to push you to next week. You guys available? <laughs> we can't talk about Bananas on this show. All right, um, so Zach's going to be here. Also, the reason I said I'm excited is because we've got some alternative angles. Um, he was in last year. He was in studio last year. He's going to join us um, on, on a Zoom call this week. But Skip Holtz, who led Birmingham to the USFL championship in its inaugural season last year, is trying to repeat. Wow. And he's going to be taking on our boy yeah. and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Um, so Boogie Roberts is going to run into Skip Holtz, two friends of the show. Who do we root for? That is my, my allegiance is always Boogie. Uh, I was Boogie? gonna say Boogie texted me yesterday, so it's Boogie. Yeah. Okay, we can't tell Skip that though. We can't tell him that the whole staff is rooting against him. <laughs> because we'll keep that for us. We, we'll be gracious hosts and we'll tell him good luck, but we can't say we're pulling for you. Yeah, because yeah. we're not, and yeah. I don't want to be disingenuous. On yeah, like, tell him you bring him on a boat or something. It's consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Skip doesn't need to ride on my boat. <laughs> right. Uh, that could have been another dude. one. <laughs> Skip actually said he's a frustrated wannabe sports host. When yeah, he was here yeah, last yeah, year. he did. He did. He said like, we had the best job in the world last year when he sat in the middle chair, which is over there now. Yeah, which is like, funny, right? He was like, "How did you guys get this?" Sports every day. 
and I got to work and watch film and coach. How, how do y'all get this? So, Skip's awesome. I worked on, with yeah, his dad, Lou, for a number of years at ESPN, and uh, I can see that Skip has a lot of it's very similar traits to Lou. Terrific, terrific human beings, both of them. So he's going to be along. We're going to talk about the Guardians, who had first place sole possession for just a minute. Pardon. Just a little bit. They pissed minute. me off. I was so hot yesterday because Jose Ramirez's slide was the single best slide I've ever seen in baseball. Second best. Defy me if I tell me if I'm wrong. What's Second the best? Sid Bridge. No. <laughs> uh, it's Javi Baez. When he a moved couple years hands. ago. It was boss. When he did it was Matrix. Yeah, it, was it was excellent, but it wasn't on a steal of home against a pitcher who throws 102. Think about what he did. No, there was a left-handed batter up. You never try to steal home with a left-handed batter. Counterpoint. Aroldis Chapman's a big doo-doo head. Yeah, he is, but he still throws 102. The ball's going to get there quicker than any other pitcher in baseball. And there's a left-handed hitter up. So, like, at least with the righty, the righty can shield the catcher. He may not know he's coming. That's true. But in this case, Salvador, look. Look at this slide. This is it's Matrix, guys. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Then, and then he was like... He's like bending like Gumby. And he's like, no, 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 you don't get me. Oh, he come up immediately. <laughs> immediately, he was like, no. No, no, no. no, no right here. Get, hey, Head listen, right there, go right, listen. Hey, listen, take that to Secaucus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it further solidified what I've said about Jose Ramirez. I'm not going to say he's an MVP. He's certainly an MVP candidate. He is the biggest bargain in professional sports, period. Yeah. He yeah. took a, a nine-figure discount yeah. by almost everybody's uh, analysis. He could have made at least 100 and maybe $150 million more million to go to Toronto or a number of other yeah. suitors. Yeah. He stayed here in yeah. Cleveland. He is the leader of this team. I would hate to think about where they would be without him. It would be atrocious where they'd be without him. He's been on fire lately. Too. I think he's the, the biggest bargain in pro sports. Yeah. He has. He's caught really fire. And, you know, we are where we are. It's, it's, they're tied for first place. They've played like ass. They're tied for first place. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the Guardians uh, in the second hour of the program. And, again, Skip Holtz. Dive in with NBA free agency. And I'm going to say right off the bat, you guys are going to do all the work on this because – if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm not into it. You didn't miss nothing. I, no, I'm just, I, what I'm saying <laughs> is, I'm, I am less into this NBA free agency season than any that I can remember in my adult life. I'll give because uh, I don't think we can do anything. I'll give McNuggets credit. He he's been foreshadowing and forecasting <coughs> uh, in his in his little room back there with his you know numbers and calculators. He's got a board. I got an abacus. Yeah, he got an abacus back there. He's been calculating and telling us that like the game is changing now. For a while, it seemed like you could go out and get three, four, five, six dudes. You got, you got, you got three, five max, max players plus the mid level plus you amnesty somebody. You're like, dang, how much money did the Golden State Warriors got to get all of these people on the team? Now it's different. 
I, I was watching a lot of NBA uh, free agency the eve before, and one of the big comments they talked about was there's no longer, there's a lot of free agents out there that have no market. Kyrie Irving has maybe one team, no, no market. You take a look at, at some, his tag, at, 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 at what the, he wants, at the amount, at, at the amount he wants. Yeah. The amount he I wants. mean, everybody would love Kyrie Irving, but but, but he, not there's no market with the baggage he brings <coughs> and the expense that he's going to add to a team's payroll. No long term money. To your point, I want you to explain it further because I know you will understand it better than any of us. I got it all written down. The game has changed. The money game in the NBA is different. You no longer are you going to be able to stack superstars on your roster and compete. You can still fit three or four, yeah. but you're going to have eight, ten dudes, so, just guys. So the new CBA comes into effect July 1st, and I broke it down, and we'll get into all the Cavs free agents targets in a sec, but I do want to explain to you guys and to the people out there how this new CBA is going to affect team construction, not just here in Cleveland, right. but around the league. So it goes into effect July 1st. The four <laughs> things you have to know are the new second tax apron rules are a killer. The second tax apron is essentially That's a hard tax. That's when you exceed the, ta- the, 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 the second level of the tax. Yeah, so if, if you want to go just over the cap, there's a tax. It's punitive. Yep. But if you decide to go over a second line, it's almost illogical. And we'll get there in one sec. There's also new extension rules for how much a player can get uh, an extension to value of it. Their salary cap smoothing. Do you want to go into that? I'm confused wait, just, by that. Just wait till you see the next couple slides. Okay, we okay. got them all. And player uh, award rules in mid-season tournament. So, to break down the second tax apron, if you are spent, if you spend one dollar over the salary cap, one dollar to seventeen point four nine million dollars. Yeah. So before anything under seventeen point five. Yeah. For every dollar you spend, you pay four dollars to the NBA. In the first. In the first tier, it's right. still the same thing. That's how it is now. Which is crazy. So, but the, guys have done it. Dance. Dance. Dan Snyder's done it. Gilbert's done it. It, it. it happens, and it the. Warriors have done this significantly. If you have deep pockets, it's not that big. Right. Before this new CBA, that was just the rule. If you spend a dollar over the cap, you pay $4 to the NBA. So a $20 million contract really cost the owner $100 because it was $20 million to the player, $80 million to the league. Oh, I see what so you're saying. So a $20 yeah, million yeah. Dollar contract overages, though, it was $100 million. An extra $80 million yeah. was a $20 contract. That's why the Clippers are not re-signing Eric Gordon, who had a $21 million contract. It saves the owner $110 million. In totality, but that was the. Only I love that too. By the way, does anybody not? Yeah, yeah. it's it's. I uh, think it's gonna it's going to bring about competitive balance in the association that we haven't seen. So there, in, there are a while. upsides and downsides. Okay, to it. and before this new CBA, so as of today, that is still the only penalty of the luxury tax. Now, if you go over the second tax apron starting tomorrow on July first, which is seventeen and a half million dollars and over, there are a number of significantly handicapped rules that you have to abide like? by. And if you take the graphic, Anthony, first off, you can't use a mid-level exception to sign a player. Oh, you lose that. You lose the ability to wow. use your mid-level exception, which is how a lot of teams like the Cavs, That's the a big tool. Celtics, it is essentially the number one thing that teams that are slightly over the cap can use to sign players. When wow. you trade money, or when you trade players, right now you could trade and the salaries could be within 30% of each other. So right. if I'm trading you a $10 million player, you could give me a $7 million player back and it works. Now the team over the cap can't take on more salary. They have to give away more salary they can take back. Oh, that's so interesting. So when a trade for a superstar, if you're over the salary, you're giving back not just pieces, you're giving back the whole and then some to be wow. able to get it back. I love that too. You I can't think that's trade great. first round pick seven years out, so no more Kevin Durant. We're going to trade you our 30, 30, or 20, 31 first round pick. Right. Only five years out, so it limits the amount of first round picks you can yeah, trade. Yeah, because I thought it was absurd. Teams are giving away trade picks seven. seven, eight years yeah. down the road. Come on. Yep. You also can't buy second round picks anymore. 
which is how a lot of these teams filled out the roster with second round picks. You is that the can't trade cash can't in a deal? Can't trade cash in a deal. You can't just buy a second round pick. You have to give a player for something. You can't just buy a pick. And this one might be the most significant. You can't sign buyout guys. How many teams have won <laughs> championships that in the middle of the season, yes, a veteran gets bought out, joins a team, and then they're never like a big star, but they're contributors. They're a piece. And you can Maybe not, the piece they need. So, and sometimes it, it has been I mean, past. it almost worked for Miami with Kevin Love, right? It, exactly. Now, Miami, who's not over the $17.5 million second apron, but if they were, would not have been able to bring in a guy like Kevin Love. So if you're over that second tax apron. Do we apron, know, Mike, what percentage of, of what percentage of teams are currently over that? Do we know? I know the Warriors. Well, the Warriors just got rid of Jordan Poole, so maybe they're actually under it now. Um, no, I don't know off the top of it. It, it was a couple last year. I remember just a few were over the, the 17 and a half last year. I think it was six. How many are over the, the salary line? I would probably say half the league. Half the league. I, that, that's, that's a guess. I don't have the exact number. The one number, piece but. that's missing from that, Mike, and I'm surprised they didn't throw it in there, why not make it more punitive financially to where if for every dollar you're over the 17 and a half, it costs you eight to the league. I do think the league wants to give the teams, hey, if your owner's willing to spend all this money, yeah, go ahead. Matt Ishbia of well, Phoenix, the Suns they're going to be way over the and, $17.5 And that's why million. I add that piece to it, because he's indicated that I don't care. To him, money doesn't matter. I don't yet. care. Money does not matter. <clears throat> he took his games. That all the league's deals are with cable operators. Yep. They're local deals. He, he said, on. I'm going to put them on free over-the-air TV. Yep. Do you know how much money he's leaving on the table by doing that? But it's, it, it's a smart move. It's going to help his fan base tremendously. And you'll still get revenue share with whatever local affiliate is carrying the local yeah. games. What? But he's losing a ton of dough. Hundred, hundred so my, my fear is you're going to have that renegade owner, and he seems to be it, who's going to say... I don't care. Tax me. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, if you want to go over that, I love all of those little things that are punitive over the $17.5 million, but throw another financial penalty on top of it. See, this right, this right here, I, I think the league wants to make – they don't want to eliminate player movement. Like, they want to make it difficult for players to move, but they don't want to completely eliminate it because – Guess what? It's free agency today. People are excited and people like seeing players move, especially this new group of people. Now, I will say this. But do play, I, that's, do do fans like seeing players move? Yeah. I, I think so. You yeah. do? I do. Because for, for every team that picks up a big free agent, there's an equal-sized fan base that's disappointed that that player has moved. I think have, this, have, you ever, have you ever heard maybe an older person, grandfather, father say, you watch somebody celebrate and they say, well, guess what? Today is their day in the sun. Yeah, let them have it. Let them, you will have your day one day too. So lose a LeBron here. He but must. see, for a team like Cleveland, who are we going to pick up? That, well, I, I think in today's era of social media and TikTok and Twitter and all these highlights, there are more people who are fans of players than teams. I think guys would follow. You do? Yeah. yeah I think there's more Trey Young fans than Hawk fans. Like for example, like yeah, Trey it, Young has kind of switched a little bit. Like the the following. Buy that though. Be, because I, here's you, you don't see you don't you can't cultivate them. It, it kind of goes back to like the NBA as far as when you when you were in high school, right? You knew who the best players were because they played on you know Saint Ed's or Saint Ignatius, and guess what? You could watch them. Now it don't even matter what you do in high school. It's all about your your ranking is AAU. 
Sure. Like yeah. so, you don't get to grow or with the player. Where, where you slide in on the recruiting? If you're going to college, college basketball, that doesn't matter. Like no. now, now you now the best players is from G League Ignite well, and, and all yeah. these other. So you can't even really develop well, I, that. I, I, but I think with college basketball, what's what we've seen happen to college basketball? Everybody's interest in college basketball has gone down. I have friends that used to follow every dribble of the entire season, and they lived on it. Now they tell me, I hate college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Can't watch it, won't look at it. And one of the reasons they all say is because the players are transient. They're one and done. The good ones come and they go. And so if it's done that to college basketball by the players just dipping in and dipping out. Now, I know when an NBA player superstar changes teams, he's still in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard for a fan base to sink its team. Even when Don- Donovan Mitchell's ink was barely d- dry on this trade deal, and we were already hearing whispers that, well, he wants to go to New York. Like the player movement, I think, pops a pin in the air balloon of the Cavs because we're like, yeah, I know he's got three years left on his contract, but he won't play here three years. And, and that, we seem to know that. And that's why if you have these other rules, it makes it more difficult for those teams with the players to round out a roster. Yeah. If you're the Cavs, you have an opportunity where other people, if you can develop, if you can be somewhat fiscally responsible, and if you can get guys that you draft well, you get them in the system, you, you propagate them, you get them together, and then you might, in five or six years, you may have a window. So kind of like the mid-major, a Mac school who gets a great recruiting class and keeps them all together, and then when they're all seniors, mm-hmm. they have a chance to do Not it a all shot. So this is how the new CBA affects the Cavs, and we'll get to free agency in one sec, but... Jason has said many times, this will not be a tax team till Evan Mobley gets his extension. Right. They are not going to enter that threshold of paying $4 for each dollar they spend until they give that and extension. And that's by design here. To Evan said. Mobley. And that is designed yeah. through the front office. That right. is because they understand Mobley's going to get a max extension. Then you have a max for Mobley, you have a max for Garland. Jared Allen will be coming off the Do you the like that strategy? Contract. Because I love it. Yeah, I think, I think it's smart, especially it, with the uncertainty of Donovan Mitchell's future here. It doesn't make right. sense to go all in now when you know you have – essentially the core foundation piece of your team still on a rookie deal. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. But how it plays for them long-term is, A, you have to draft and develop smartly. And, this and they've where, done that. This is where Monty Bates comes in. Can you turn a guy who's a project, certainly has upside, certainly has questions, can you got, turn a guy like that into a player? Right. Can right. you turn? They had four second-round picks last year. Will any of those guys ever make an impact? At the NBA level, give us one. You know, get one of the. If you have a twenty-five percent yeah. hit rate in the second round, you're, you're good. the best second-round drafting team in the entire you're NBA. Good. Yeah, can you find guys on the margins, which the Cavs have a mid-level exception to use this year? They also have like a two-point-four million-dollar open slot to use elsewhere, which is going to be a guy who, a fringe guy, but you have to find a fringe guy who can contribute. Yeah. and with the totality but you that of price, all this, will you? You can find an old man who just wants to play one more year who may not be a guy in your playoff rotation but could contribute in the regular yeah. season. But it's going to come down to smarter GMs, smarter team-building strategies, and coaches who can take a guy who may have talent, who may not have shown it yet, and develop them into players. Right, right. And, you know and what? patience is the key with this. Because you're not going to sure. get guys right away who can contribute. You, you know what? It just dawned on me. See the, see, the Cavs aren't doing anything nobody else is doing, right? It, this isn't new under the sun. But the problem with the Cavs is they have a messaging problem, right? The, the, the Guardians message their stuff up and down, and they let you know what it is, right? The Guardians will let you know, hey, we're not getting free agents. Hey, we, we always got to have conversations about trading some of our best players. But the problem with the Cavs is the Cavs are a mid-major team. 
just like the Guardians are. They have the same restraints. They have the same, almost the same amount of the fan base that's a little fickle. It, if you got a good team, we'll come up, we'll show up, and we'll yeah. watch you, right? But you're not going. We're not going to come up and, and be there every single game like if you were just come rain, sleet, or snow. That's not going to happen. Like, like the Browns, like fan the base. Browns fans base. Yeah. So the Cavs should be messaging more like the Guardians message. Now look, we are who we are. We are who we are. Donovan Mitchell. We saw an opportunity to get Donovan Mitchell. Guess what? Donovan Mitchell does not come around here an awful lot. Now, we did go out and get him, but we also have to be flexible enough to say once we got him and it's an asset, how do we maximize it? And, and we can't just lose him for nothing. So you guys might be a little uncomfortable out there, but we're going to talk about moving and trading and doing a lot of stuff because that's what we have to do as a Cavs organization. Did you guys discuss at length the Windhorse tweet? Like the yeah, cryptic, we did. We did a whole. What was your takeaway from all of it? Because I reached out to some people, and I'll let you know what I found. But what what did you guys decide? We did a whole. We did a whole show. Live stream, but so we did two full shows on it. Essentially, we thought, a his. Wendy knows what he's doing. We like Windhorse. He is. He's smart like very a fox. smart. I think that was, a foolish way to poke poke the bear here. I don't think the Cavs have any realistic outlandish moves to make unless you consider trading Jared Allen outlandish, which but I don't I mean, think Even so. w- when you go back to his comments before the Donovan Mitchell trade, do you remember? Oh, he always knows what's going on. He's, like He said yeah, he, say he knew it was fly- it He was coyly sat there mm-hmm. and became a meme. Yeah. Point this guy, yeah. 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 I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. I feel like this is the same thing in that there are breadcrumbs and in, when it happens, he'll be able to look, lean back and say, because I knew I just I wasn't I, I, at liberty to report. I couldn't do that. I and couldn't. a lot of guys are in that situation. I'm sure if Jason was here, he would tell you that guys tell him stuff off the record yeah. all the time. Now, what's interesting about Wendy is he'll actually, and I think it's smart for his brand, I think he'll actually say, I'm sitting on a piece of information right now that is really interesting and something's going to happen. And he even told us with who. And, and I you, mean, he said the Cavs are doing something. And yeah. you know what? It's like Woj's thing is I'm going to be the first. But if you bark at yourself as the dude, like, I'm really the first dude, but I'm just giving you hints. It's almost it's part, it's, it piques your interest. Like, let me see if I can figure out this trade. Exactly. What is and it certainly deciphering? It burned a lot of conversation. It, it did. Uh, to bring this back to the Cavs real quick, because I know free agency does right. start tonight. I mentioned they had the $2 million vet minimum. Here's the exact amount of money they have to spend in free agency. They have a $12.4 million mid-level exception to use. They have a 4.5 biannual, which means they can sign a guy, two-year contract, four, so $2 million a year, essentially, right. four or five, and the vet minimum. They're $37.5 million below the luxury tax. So they have $37 okay. million to spend. That's nice wiggle That move. does not include Karis LeVert. The Karis okay. LeVert's contract does not include in that. Why? That's fake money because they can He's, go over the cap to sign him and it yeah, don't count. They have, they have exclusive bird rights to him. Okay. So that Levert's money does not necessarily factor into the 30. Well, they're in a good Well, I should take that back. Then. I take that back. It doesn't count the cap. That is in the luxury tax. Yeah, so that's that, what I yeah, thought. Yeah, so yeah, it does it, count. I, mean, the, I take that it's back. It's not invisible money. It does count towards the luxury tax number, but they have $12 million to use on a mid-level exception. Okay. $4 million to use on a uh, biannual veteran contract. Okay. So two guys essentially they could bring in. And I went through the list, and we've talked about potential <laughs> targets for the Cavs for a while now. I mean, I, we brought up weeks ago some targets, and I, I want to go through and get your guys' thoughts. I broke these down into three categories. 
Realistic targets I like. Realistic targets I don't like. And please stop asking because they're not coming to Cleveland. So which, right. which, which category do you want to start with? Do that one. Please stop asking because they're not coming to Cleveland. Sure you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Why? He's going to get $30 million a year, he, whether he you like gonna, it or not. He's going to get. Good Lord. Well, then I wouldn't want him at that, that number. That, that's, I, I, I wouldn't. That's his, that's his market value. Whether you want him or not, um, because not I know his skill set is, is invaluable. Yeah. But, yeah. guys, we couldn't do that. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Don't so that, these are guys that will that, not be Cavaliers. People, stop people, okay, so I thought you were saying guys that we could fit in but no, wouldn't no. come to Cleveland. You're saying it's both not, these, are, these are guys it's not who possible. Been, these are guys who we have seen Cavs might have interest in. Right. Well, have interest. G. Bush, do you want to work for free for the next four months? Nah, man, I'm cool. Yeah. See, you can report that I so reached out is, to G. Bush. These are guys who will not yeah, come so to Cleveland. Yeah, so this is pie-in-the-sky names. Yes. That – either by their choosing or by the semantics of the cap, yes. can't end up here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Chris Middleton. Okay. Would be a great fit. I think he would. Stylistic. He just turned down a $40 million option in Milwaukee. Oh my God. He's not going to take $12 million he, he, to come to he Cleveland. Was, he was like the number one. He was like the, he was the highest paid person in the league for like a yeah. second. Like yeah. crazy. Uh, no, next up, Draymond Green will not be a Cleveland Cavalier. Why? Uh, yeah. Is it, well, again, money or just... He turned he, down $28 million. I can't imagine he's going to take 12 now to come to yeah. Cleveland. And it is Draymond Green. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, but now let me ask both of you this. Would you want him here? Yes. Yeah, I would, yeah, too. Yeah, in, a heartbeat. in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Without a question, put him on my team. Yeah. I'll take about six dudes for the Warriors. It don't matter. <laughs> like, well, we'll, get, we'll get to one another <laughs> list. Cleveland Warriors. Yeah. And uh, Cam Johnson's the last one. Cam Johnson's going to get an offer sheet. Five yeah, million, just, 80 to 90, or five years to 80 to 90 million. Him and Austin Reeves, neither... Financially, would be able to fit into the. Okay, then category. what was the next? The so I have category. realistic targets I like. Yeah. Realistic targets I don't like. Okay. Where do you want to start? Um, give us the don't like and the reasons you don't like them. All right, first is Kelly Oubre Jr. I know he scored 20 points a game last year. I know he's a decent statistical three point shooter. Shot 33% last year. I right. know he's athletic. I know he's talented. I've watched enough Hornets basketball because I love watching the mellow ball play on, on League Pass. To look at guys and see them as a good stats, bad team guy. Yeah. I don't think Kelly Oubre fits into the makings of the He's just gathering numbers for a bad team. team. He's not a bad player. I just don't like the fit. Those numbers aren't transferable to a good team. I I don't think so. How much, how much, I mean, how much is he going to demand on open market? I think he's in the mid level exception ish range. I got him like 18 million. Jeez. Some team might pay him more. So here's the thing with the Cavs, too. Cavs have a mid level exception to use. A lot of a teams lot. have mid-level exceptions to use, and a lot of teams need wings. So all these guys I'm going to list, I know this is not, oh, one team, two teams need them, pick Cleveland over Team X. Yeah. It's pick Cleveland over Team X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's, a, it's a tough market. I just, I just don't love the fit. Uh, second one, Seth Curry, great shooter, would yeah. be a phenomenal, be the best shooter on the team tomorrow. I can't have another small guard who doesn't play defense on this team. I don't, they have enough. Even if they third. bring that skill set, because that's what we need. He doesn't play defense and he's a small guard. At some point, you do need some size to defend wings. Yeah. And you can't play three small guards at once and expect to stop anybody on defense. Uh, Christian Wood's an interesting name because he is a stretch four slash five. But Dallas traded legit assets to get him. Yeah, they're not going to. They took him for one year and said, man, we don't want you back. Go. They did? They, he, they kicked him to the curb. They traded legit assets to get him, and he's another guy. Really good stats in Houston, did not lead to wins. He did not mesh with Luka. And I don't trust a team with the lack of bigs Dallas has that's like, eh, okay, you just you go. We, we, we're okay. I just yeah. don't trust that kind of player coming in here. Okay. 
Uh, moving along, I have two more. TJ Warren, another guy, skill yeah. set fits. He's played 46 games in three years. I, I, I need a guy who I can trust. I thought, he, I thought he was out the league. Yeah, no, he, when he plays, he's good. Last year, he was actually really solid for the Nets, but he's played four, 46 games in three years. I don't trust and him. And I think that trend's going to continue. I mean, rarely do suddenly yeah. they just play 75 games after that kind of a track yeah. record. And then Josh Richardson, who has bounced around the league, he's been on a couple different teams. He was really good on Miami. He was part of the Jimmy Butler I trade. I remember that. He was in Philadelphia. He just... I've heard some, some stories from guys who work in the league. Just doesn't seem like he's fully locked into uh, loving basketball. So I, I would pass on Josh Richardson as another guy who fits the quote-unquote three and D need for the Cleveland Cavaliers as a guy who would be the right fit. Okay, so now these, this next group are guys that you like that we could actually bring in. That I think are in the realm of realistic. Okay. Now, once again, Cleveland will be going up against five, six, seven teams for all these guys. Yeah. Because there is a number of teams that need wings, and a lot of teams only have that mid-level exception to you. Right, so, right. Uh, we've mentioned a couple of these names before. These aren't new, but I still think Dante DiVincenzo from Golden State yeah, is a legitimately realistic possibility. Jason said he also liked him. He changed his mind to another guy who's on this list in a sec. It's his top priority, but he's a guy who 6'5", Relatively uh, physical defender, pretty good shooter. The shooting part of it is the part I like. I'm pretty good shooter. Really yeah. good <coughs> yeah. He's yeah. streaky, but he's absolutely a guy you can rely on to make an open three. He'd be our best, be our best three point shooter. If you get enough streaky shooters on the same team, you can get right. consistent. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of them going to be good. Like right. a bunch of streaky shooters, give me four out of four streaky shooters. Hey, one of them is going to be hot that night. Yeah. So I like DiVincenzo. He's definitely a mid level exception guy. He may even be about 10 million. So. You don't use that two million elsewhere, but definitely fits in the financial range. Same with Malik Beasley and George's Niang, two guys. Beasley with the Lakers this past season was good down the stretch of the regular season, didn't play in the playoffs. Niang's more of a stretch four, who's a 40% career three-point shooter, which goes underrated. Dude doesn't move fast. His game doesn't look pretty at all. But he makes shots, and he's yeah. played in some big playoff games. Like he, time he after time, me of a sloth. He is. His nickname is the minivan. Which I think is I think is pretty good because he kind of moves like a minivan. Yeah. But he shoots forty percent. Look at his floor. brother. Him Relatively playing against his brother Struce. Yeah, re- and Struce <laughs> is actually next. And Struce is who Jason Lloyd has said he's moved into as his top target for the Cavs. Oh wow! I don't disagree. Struce is the, I think in my one of the hardest guys to value. He's never been paid. Undrafted guy. He's gonna go out there looking for the bag. This dude is an undrafted, looking for his first contract. Yeah. His skill set three and D. Playoff that's, experience that's through what we the need. heat mantra, through the heat culture. Right. He's going to get paid. All right. Will he take a mid-level exception? I think he's probably worth a little more, but Jason mentioned a possible mid-level exception sign and trade. You throw Jetty Osmond's contract in there. You bring back a guy like Max Struess. I think he would be an ideal candidate. Man, I would, I, I would be excited about yeah, that move. That, that would be a legit one. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Miles Bridges, restricted free agent. Obviously, he comes with a little bit of baggage. Yeah, he's I don't be know about him. suspended for 10 games, but if the new ownership in Charlotte's willing to say – Miles, we appreciate what you've done for this organization on the court, but we want to start completely fresh. We don't want you here because of the off-the-court issues. You can get him at a relatively cheap price in that mid-level exception range, assuming no one else would take the move, the, the baggage with them. And he'd be a good fit. I don't fit. think he fits. I See, I think he'd be a, in terms of need and, and need, skill set. Yes, a good fit. But I don't think with the chemistry of this group that he fits in. Totally fair. I'm just saying as far as a basketball fit, he does fit. And, and you've got to be very need. careful if you're Kobe. I've, I've heard coaches talk about this a lot. Um, I remember it was an issue in Tampa Bay when they brought Keyshawn Johnson in. The issue was, can one, can one bitter guy yeah. poison the soup? 
And you got to be really careful about that because I love what they've done with this core yeah. group. It's good guys. Well, he's, friends with, he's very good friends with Darius Garland. Those two are tight. They have the same agent. So yeah. he would have at least one of his guys in. I, I don't that think it's help. the most realistic option. Right. But it certainly What's is What's the most realistic to you? DiVincenzo or Struess. I, I, think, I, I think those two guys fit the closest to what Cleveland needs to a T. Right. Both within the relative financial realm. A sign and trade if you give up. Osman for Struess, you make that trade 100 out of 100 times. Hell yes. And I, Hell yeah. I mean, I know Cavs fans love thinking Jetty, about it. but you do that 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. And if even if he gets a little more, let's say he's a mid-level extension plus 15, 16, 17 million, a guy who shoots 40% from three from his career, Take who's it. made big shots in the playoffs, yeah. who comes from the best organization in basketball and has finals experience, yes, yeah, sign me up. I have to admit, times. when I watch the Heat in the playoffs, time and time again, I'm like, when I'm watching this guy, I'm like, who the hell is this guy, and 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 yep. how do we not m- know more about him? Uh, he was an undrafted guy, played two years in the G League, played a year with the Heat, but barely played. Then came up. That and that, that's what I meant about Patience. earlier. Sometimes, like these second round picks and undrafted guys, especially. There's a reason they're second round picks. It usually means they're just not ready to play in the NBA today. It doesn't mean they'll never be able to play. Right. They just need time to Everybody develop. Everybody develops differently. Yeah, and and guys like Struess, who played four years of college or three years of college, excuse me, at DePaul, yeah, just needed some time to get acclimated to the system. And he was more of a ball handler at DePaul. They right. turned him into a three point shooter. Wow. And changing your offensive philosophy of what you do as an offensive basketball player, it's but, easy to say, oh, just go run off screens. There's a skill to that, and he had to sure. learn that skill. Yeah, like well, that's why I keep holding out hope with Mobley. Yeah. You know, when you think about how young he is and how much he does have to grow, you know, he could be a guy that at 24, 25, is a complete package player that has inside post moves and a better shooter and, you know, develops his body a little bit more. It's, you know, I, I think sometimes people don't realize – to become a playmaker like that, you have to have a certain level of creativity. Like, yeah. basketball is a free-form sport. Like, they don't tell you to take three dribbles, turn around, and, right. and throw a hook. Like, that, see Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. like, that, that's all. That's it's all, read and react. It's just, like, these guys, I, I came up with this move. You did this, I'm going to do this. Like, or it's easy to tell a pitcher, hey, I need you to develop two more pitches this offseason. What? Yeah. Like, really? Like, <laughs> either you got – you. Ca- I came with three pitches. I'm going to ride this fastball and maybe throw a changeup. But other than that, you got what you got. I think it's a little more difficult than that. And I think the thing you mentioned in Monty Bates, one of the reasons I, I – like, people are like, oh, my gosh, he's going to – Jason said he's going to break your heart. I'm like, no. That ain't my job. Jason's anti Amani Bates. That Jason's anti Amani Bates immediately. He's saying that if Amani Bates is ever going to contribute to the Cavs, it'll take a couple of years for him to develop. Well, listen, and that's fine. That's fine. He's get a on develop. Round pick. Get on developing. Like d- get to developing. Like that's see. This, this is I, when I say sometimes put pressure on the organization. I don't mean just through trades. I'm talking. There's other ways you put pressure on them. If I'm Kobe Altman, we didn't got these guys. What is my training staff doing? Yeah. Mobley need to gain 20 more pounds. What are you doing, nutrition staff? Right. I saw Coach Prime come in and change 96 things in a college. And colleges don't change. No. The institutions stay the same. Yeah. Coaches, players come. But there's an opportunity here that you got a kid with some talent. He's not like Bridges because he, Bridges is, is, for lack of a better term, 
He's a, he's a, he's already he's done. He's he is who he is. Like yeah, yeah. you don't change he's a finished product. Yeah, you don't change character when you're 24, 20, 26. Yeah, it's, it's you, harder. It's I mean, harder. You, you can, but it's really tough. You got a younger guy. He's moldable. You can take the fact that hey, bro, you went from a Sports Illustrated magazine to day near not even getting drafted. Right. Lock Maybe in. that's the wake up call he needed. Plus, yes. he's surrounded by good character yes. guys. And I think that that's why I said on the show last week or Monday, I think this is the best place for him. Do you know he used, he used your audio in his Welcome to Cleveland video? Someone told me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, real quick, I know we got to get to Anthony's ticket giveaway in a sec, but real quick, other top free agent names. Let's make some predictions on where we think they'll go just for the sake okay. of prosperity. So when I'm 10 out of 10 on these, we go back and be you're, like, you're going to get them all? <laughs> well, no, I'm definitely not. And I only have, have six. To me, this is one of the hardest things it, to do. It's impossible to predict. Because each guy has a silent suitor that we don't know yeah. about. And Mike has to make up for all of his Oakland A bets. Let him go. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, they, they got hey, they got perfect game yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, they and they did. lost by nine yesterday. I'm two for two in my last two. All right, good. Are you still up for the year? Barely. No the, kidding. They, the that tells you how good Vegas is. They've, the well, they've, there was a point where I was three and thirteen <laughs> in the 16, 16 game stretch. They either and they've lost. They lost like nine by one run. It was absolute bullshit. Wow. But okay, uh, I have six of these. These are the six six players that, and I didn't take Kyrie because I don't think anyone's actually going to pick Kyrie to go anywhere else but Dallas. So right. these are the six other top free agents who I thought. Had some possible suitors. Uh, Russell Westbrook, where do you think he ends up? Oh, wow. I think he still stays in Clippers. I do, too. I, I think it makes it seems to make most sense for him. I'm going to Chicago for the Bulls, and I'll explain why in a sec. Brooke Lopez. Jeez. Um, I'm picking San Antonio. Think of a better oh, mentor for no, Wemby. No, that's a rim that, protector. And he don't have to play center all the time. Is there any smoke center? around that, or you just that's your thin air pick? I mean, I listen to some podcasts and like, okay, it's been thrown out there, that but would, I think it makes it makes great sense for the Spurs. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. They have a lot of cash spaces. Is he going to want to go to San Antonio? He already has a ring. True. All right, James Harden, uh, who's not oh, a free wow. agent, but he just opted in with the Sixers. He's working on a trade. And well, didn't they um, announce yesterday that they are trading? They him? are trading him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so, not a free agent, but let's throw him in here. Wow. See, I don't know because there's so many there's so many hurdles to a team taking a guy like him on. So you said Russ I, to the Clippers. I thought I thought yeah. Houston was I'm sending James to the Clippers. Oh, really? Sending James to the Clippers. Wow, wouldn't that be funny? Yep, I'm sending James to the Clippers. That could possibly. They're not they're work. not resigning Westbrook. They could shed some salary, bring him on. Their owner yeah, does not that's care how about they the make that work tax. financially, right? Yeah, yeah is to yeah. shed West, uh, Westbrook's contract and Morris and Zubak. Yeah, and they a still of need more ones, but their owner doesn't care about the luxury tax. I can't see him going to Houston with all the other young guards. What is, they've what just is his legacy when he walks away from the game, provided he doesn't? We have from here to get out. to something shortly, and I could go on a oh, thirty-minute yeah. okay. diatribe. That's a good James topic Harden. for down the road, though. Yeah, yeah we could definitely do that. Uh, next up, Bruce Brown. G Bush, your favorite. I think he's gonna get some money. He I is. think he's gonna. I, he's I gonna get he, money. He, he's not gonna get no money from. Oh man, that's a tough one. He's not going to Denver. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. May, could Dallas get him? Nah, they could finagle some things, but he'd be tough to fit in there. I, I wouldn't even have a guess. I'm going with the Lakers. Uh, I know he has said he's a big LeBron fan in the past. So they're going to get with a they, – they, they would have they're to gonna get keep, Reeves. They're going to keep Reeves. Beasley's out of here. Beasley's gone. They didn't – Vanderbilt. Re- Vanderbilt's gone. gone. Mobamba, they didn't uh, 
they renounced his rights, so he's gone. So they got a little bit of flexibility. I think Not enough gets, for that, though. I don't think he's going to get that much money. You don't? I think he's fifteen million. He's the hottest name oh, on the market. I know. I thought he'd get more than fifteen. Uh, if he does, he's not going to Lakers. I, I think. Yeah, that's 15. why. Uh, uh, two more. Okay. Fred VanVleet. Oh. He's back to Houston, in my opinion. He's going to Houston. They need an actual point guard. They got a bunch of two. I think Houston. I was going to say. I was going to say Philadelphia, but that could be Philly now without James Harden. Some of these teams have to spend money, by the way. In the new CBA, you have to spend money. Yeah, you have to be up to a minimum, right? Up to 90%. So some of these teams yeah. have to spend money. By the way, I wish baseball would do that. Houston yeah. has so much money to it spend. Would, it would change a the of landscape guys. of Major yeah. League Baseball instantly if they would do that. I, the Spurs could be good, though. Like, if they say they went and got Lopez and got Van Vliet. Well, wait till you see the next guy I have going to the Spurs. Grant Williams. Listen, the Spurs, I think, are going to be good. The Spurs have to spend $45 million in free agency. So they're going to get two of these guys. Wow. They have to spend $45 million. And uh, that's why I think they get Grant Williams going And there. you know what? Their ownership like group, Grant who Williams. was once lauded as the best in, in, in the game, I think they've been incredibly patient. Now, they, they won the lottery, so that and, and they won the lottery the year you want to win the lottery, lottery yeah. which is, by the way, how they built their first dynasty. Yep. But I think they are the perfect example of an organization who lays in the weeds and knows when they can make a move and when they need to just be ordinary. Mm-hmm. And Pop has been incredibly patient. He waited it out. He, he was, waited it out. And <laughs> if, if he gets back to the top end of the talent cycle, it's, it's probably, a wrap think, for him think, in terms of his legacy and where he fits in with the all-time Think race. about Think about what he's been sitting on. He's been sitting yeah. on some plays and some oh concepts. My, you know he has. Well, they, <laughs> they set this up perfectly. Now, it was a gamble because if they don't get Wembenyama, you obviously are doing it with a different top whatever pick. Right. They got but the guy in the right year to get him. In the right year to get him. And also, all their, they got rid of a couple contracts this year that they traded for to go off the books this season and next all season. In preparation in for preparation, all in preparation for going all in now. All in for this year. It was and brilliant. Even if it wasn't Wemby, this was a three-person draft. Really, yeah, Wemby still, was obviously the top, top, top prize. But had they gotten two or three, they still would have got a top-tier prospect to go I agree with, with that, but they hit the, the jackpot. lottery. Oh, my goodness. They hit the jackpot so this of is, all jackpots. This is from Bobby Marks. These are the five teams that have to, that need to spend money to reach that 90% threshold. Are the Spurs the one that need to spend the most? No, Houston has to spend $50 million. Oh my So Houston's going to overpay for two of these guys. Or, or they could get, a, they get someone or else. Or James Harden. Yeah, right. Or, James, or overpay. San Antonio has spent $30 million. They could spend more, but up to thirty million right. they have to spend. Sacramento twenty four and a half, Indiana eighteen and a half, and Detroit fifteen. Wow. That they mm. have to spend to reach that ninety percent. I gotta tell you, I think CBA. the NBA's done a great job with these moves. Yeah. I do. I because it made it easier in the past for San Antonio's, Detroit's, Houston's to sit back and try to win the lottery and, and hit the jackpot. Now they can't do that. Now that now that there's a floor, which I, I think should exist in football and baseball too, does it not exist in football? I don't think so. No, Gee, I don't do think know? so. I don't think I don't. I, I know they have a cap. It. There's a cap, yeah. but that I don't think there's a floor. <clears throat> and and the thing of it is, in baseball, where there are, if there was a ninety percent floor, if there was a cap in baseball and a ninety percent floor, you overnight would take a league that has about eight to ten teams that legitimately could yeah. win. You would take that and double that and probably be close to 20. And it, I think, I know what they're doing. They're saying we need the New Yorks, LAs, and Chicagos in the playoffs because that's what sets our TV number for mm-hmm. the year. Nonsense. If you, it, 
you're going to have years where those New Yorks get in, but I think it's good for the sport if a Pittsburgh slides in there. Yeah. It, a it Cleveland is. slides in there. It Look at two, in 2016, yep. you had the number three market and you had the number 18 market. You know, Cleveland's a small market. It grows. But the ratings were through the roof. It grows your sport. I, I used to always love, like, when I would watch these different games, I would watch, like, bowl games. And I used to watch all the bowl games, and I used to look at the different helmets and be like, man, I've never seen that team before. Right. And, and, so, and that's, that's good. Right. And you'd be like, hey, let me go look and, like, like figure out when Georgia Tech won, won a national championship in 1990, I'm like, Georgia Tech, Colorado, there's teams out there. What the heck is this? Yeah, like, I know. I know. I only, it wasn't one of the blue bloods. Yeah, and so I think it's, it's good. I think for baseball, that would definitely work. I, I wish they would do yeah. that. All right, we've uh, wrapped up our NBA free agent segment. I know you've got to read Anthony, and yeah, then we've and got right a guess. Before, right before we wrap that up, I did actually go ask the chat, and whenever we ask the chat anything, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with great career advancement, great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio, and all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get a full benefit package, package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So I wanted to know what the chat thought if we were going to make a big splash this offseason as the Cavs. And they're kind of with us, guys. They're 71% no. 28% think yes. And I want to know what those 28% think we're going to do. I'm curious about that. Yeah, it just depends on what you consider, as Wendy said, outlandish, what you consider a big splash. They could get Max Struess. Would you consider that a, a that, quote for unquote, me, yes. big splash? For me, that would be a big splash because I know I know what the limitations are. Yeah. And if we can fit him into the limitations that we have, I think that's a win. It's not the needle mover that a lot of people are looking for. It's not you know certainly not a, a, a top tier talent. But we've got those on the roster. We have specific needs. Yeah. And we have to go out and find players with the skill set that we that we lack. And I think he fits all of that. All that being said, I'm just a little skeptical that we can pull that off. Like I said, there are a lot of teams who are interested in that. That scares me. A lot of teams that are going to offer him the mid-level exception and a lot of teams that have the similar type Jetty Osmond contracts to trade if it was to be some sort of mid-level exception sign and trade. So the one thing that Cavs can offer is that three position is wide open. It's his, basically. It is is yours. It's his. So that is the one. Now other teams have... And it's the last too. piece that they need. So if he's exactly. a guy that's chasing a ring, and aren't they all? I mean, I, I would think For the that, most that would part, be. Yeah. I, w- I know that the money is, is big, but God, I want to win every night. So you would be able to tell him, you are the missing link. We've got everything else that this team needs to contend for a championship. Come win one with us. Now, what scares me is the teams out there like San, San Antonio or Houston right. who yes. literally have to spend this money. And, like, for example, if Houston was to go, hey, we got to spend 50. Max, yeah, we think right. you're worth 18, but you know what? We'll give you 21. We're going to give you 22 because we don't want to deal with it. And they've got the They've got the that. money to do that. Yeah. And a guy yeah. like Struess, who, like we said earlier, is a second-round uh, undrafted guy, has never been paid. I think he's made $1.78 million in his four years in and the a, NBA. And a, and a would point. take that in a heartbeat, and I wouldn't blame him at all for getting the bag. And at some point, right. Houston has to start winning with young players yeah. unless they want their young players to be, like, indoctrinated into losing all that time. Like, they definitely have to – Make something work with that. All right. Is our guest on yet or no? We don't have our guest yet, but that's okay because I actually have to do a USFL ticket giveaway. Let's do it. Oh, let's so tickets. if you want to win four tickets, I'm going to put it in. Number three, third person in the chat to type out spelling. That's going to be our winner for today. <laughs> and it for must hour be one. correctly spelled. 
Yes, and it has to be correctly spelled. I'm, I'm saying this time. you got to yeah. spell it right because some of you spam and some of you spelled wrong. We're setting it's got to be spelled right. Yeah. This is so for third Anthony, person to say spelling, spelling, you're going to be the winner of the hour one giveaway, and we'll have another giveaway coming in the second hour. We've given away th- 32 two tickets so far. And it'll be 36 in a minute. 36 in a minute. We're giving 40 away I mean, we're going to have like a, a nice little UCSS cheering yeah. section there. For, Can't, it, for the game better be packed. Like I, I, oh, I, it's not going to be a sellout. Well, packed and sellout, I guess. Let's say USFL standard packed. 10,000? They get 10,000. They're popping That's champagne crazy. regardless of the I play, We played St. Ignatius in 1997, and there was 26,000 people. At, at Tom Benson? And that was capacity. That was capacity. If it was 40, if it held 45, there would have been 45,000 we, we people sold, we sold the, the Acro- game was that big? We sold, oh, we oh sold, Mike. It's, we, it's Texas style, man. We, we sold Acro Rubber Bowl out. The Rubber Bowl. The old Rubber Bowl. Yeah, not right, right, Like right. The, the, the dump Rubber Bowl. <laughs> like the, with the huge crown in the middle of the field Rubber Bowl. Like it was, back then, it was different. Like it, it it's even different today than it was back then. You won't, you, it's hard to sell out anything now. But back then, when it was like that was the that was the mecca. Well, the St. Ed's Ignatius game. I went last year. I went. Yeah, the only reason I was I thought that was the big you know, it's just not it's, it's packed. No, well, that's that's the uh, Canton Akron version yeah. of Ed's Ignatius. Yeah, yeah. And now, when that, both teams are at the top of their games, and I'm sure they were yeah. the year you guys. Yeah, Ignatius was undefeated, and we were undefeated. They were, Ignatius was like, we were ranked in the, in the country back then. Mm-hmm. So it was like, them games was like, like you go to those games and you, you lose and you're out, but there would just be, the whole city would almost Now another shut down. one is uh, the Maslin Kent uh, McKinley game is that's packed every year. Is another one that's that, packed. They get twenty. You gonna they get, just you know they you whatever whatever something. the seat number is that they have available, yeah, they're gonna sell they them out. out. They, they, that's every year. Not, so not that's bad memories, but that's in the speech y'all like that's when Boogie said they have the score in the the weight room. Yeah, and y'all haven't beat them in a while. Yeah, they, they, I yeah heard we don't that, like that. I don't know, like what's the name of the school? Maslin. Maslin. Yeah, I don't like. But that. I, that's where Chris Spielman went. Shout out to them. See, I can show my jewelry. Maslin, they can't show no jewelry. That's they true. They just hang out. You know, um, I wonder <clears> if they're expecting a bigger crowd because Pittsburgh, which is probably geographically, I think it undoubtedly is geographically the closest team. Yeah. The closest city to Canton because I have some friends that follow this sort of stuff and they said I have of course Pittsburgh made it to the championship game played in Canton where they need fans right right <laughs> and I said come on right. man you're That's not crazy. you're not a they also have, they also fans. have boogie so like yeah boogie's the secret I did, I did see by the way uh, let me see if I can find the stat boogie had the here give me one sec I'll pull it up that's kind of crazy he made it to the championship and at the middle of the season, they was trash. They were like, they were, they at one point, like one in four, one or five. four or five or what? He started coming on UCSS. Yeah. Boom. All of a sudden, it all happened. You ready for the boogie numbers? Yeah. He ranked third in the USFL in run stops this year, thirteen. Wow. Third in quarterback pressures with twenty-three. And one of only four players at the interior defensive line position to earn a seventy PFF grade as both a pass rusher and a run stopper. He's actually good though. Shout out to I don't. Boogie. I can't. Like, he's, he's, actually, he's gonna get a call. He's it? actually good, bro. Like, like it's like it, the USFL has to. And I like their uniforms too, by the way. And I don't like nothing with black and yellow. I don't either. It. But they're, 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 they, they, I like they, the style. They, of they, them. They're crisp. Yeah. Uh, Boogie, if the USFL wants to get to where they need to go, they gotta be. They gotta have poster childs. They gotta. And, and if you can't market Boogie, 
<laughs> I, I don't know who you gonna I market. Know, I know because I know. this guy and he's good. Like and he's doing his thing. You know, I'd like to see Boogie wear a wire um, for the championship game that the broadcast has access to. Like in the XFL, they did like the, the XFL. XFL. Yeah. That's to me. That's my favorite feature yeah. of the XFL. But here's a guy who has all kinds of personality. He's a top tier player. Open that mic. Let me hear what goes on in the hall. Oh, Let oh, me bro. hear what goes on in the trenches. Man, let, look, hey, let him interview some people. Like, like, come on out. Right, you right. See, you see, he got it. He got, he got the, he got the it factor. That's all they need to do. All they need to do is just really like, I'm find one or two guys to really let them hit, and and they stick. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They, the goal is to be like, listen, if you want to go to the next league, the next level, we got people going to the next level. Right. Look at here, here, here. Look at this guy right here. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll get more of a more traction. And then, and then some guys that come out of the USFL that break into stardom in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they can say, because remember when uh, Kurt Warner came from the Arena League? Yeah, yeah, that I remember really that. really highlighted the Arena <coughs> League because everybody's like, wow, they got that kind of talent playing down there? I remember. And didn't do from Texas? Um, he, he played at TCU. Then he was returning kicks last year. Oh, um, uh, he's from the XFL. He's, he's from, from the XFL? The, yeah, from the Cowboys. That I knew he Turbin, played Robert Turpin. Robert Turpin, yeah. yeah. I remember playing. I remember watching him when he was a young dude, 20, 25 for TCU. He was doing his thing. I'm like, this dude is fast. So just when I gave credit to the Savannah Bananas for making someone available when they've got two sellouts, did the guy, is he called in? Still don't have any. So his original time was noon, and it got moved back to 11.45. I'm hoping he comes on at noon. So if oh. he does, I'll let you guys know. I'll be the first one. So we just spun our wheels for well, 15 while, minutes. Wait, 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 we might have. We'll, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk gardens in one sec. But tonight, speaking of miking guys up, so I went out and mic'd up Bull for his Little League game, I guess, last week. <laughs> oh, no. Did you not see it yet? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it came out really good. I'm going out to mic up Jason it. tonight for his. Oh, Jason. So we're going to see if Coach Jason can live up to Coach Bull. Man. I can only imagine. And Coach Bull had to be playing to the cameras in the mic, right? Uh. Hey, Steve, could we pull up the bull packages from a few? He's looking for it right now. Yeah, if you haven't seen it. it I have not seen it. It came out pretty good. I, I think. Hey, Mike, real it. quick. Yes. What day was that? Do you know the date? Was that Monday? No. No, because I was here Monday. It was last year. I thought bull was going to be in on Friday. He told me he was. He, we played shuffleboard the whole week, so everybody's getting shuffled up. Steve, it was. Had to be Tuesday. The 21st. Oh, so it's long time ago. It aired on June 21st. Last Wednesday? La- yeah, because the game was a Tuesday, so it aired on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. This is what happens when a guest is in the call. He's got to fill. He's got to fill time. Uh, here's, you know, it is what it is. Now, we, what we really need to do is we need to get Jay mic'd up. <laughs> and get to we we are to. trying. Jay, Jay plays Saturday mornings is the one the one tough thing for me. Yeah, like. Dude. Yeah, no, that's okay. I've had guys in my league. Uh, there's a, I can't think of his name now. He's, he joins the chat, and he's got one of the really funny names. Is it Dank Nasty Ass Man? No, no, it's not him. It's not. Shout out to him. Where you been at, no, though? No, it's we not him. Hell, him. I can't think of it now. 
Um, he plays in our league, um, and he always comments about the Tequila show. Mockingbird? Yeah. He, I, yep, Tequila. Tequila Mockingbird in plays in our league. And I've had some other guys in our league that watch the show that say, bro, like, you're like one of the best pitchers in the league on the best team in the league. And we'll get out. We haven't seen them feature. We'll, you. Like I we'll said, no, that's, that's by design. I don't want them to feature. Us. No, we'll, we'll get out. We'll get out there. Yeah. Maybe not. I, know. I, I can't it's do this. Like, it's like I, the UCSS jinx. Yeah. Like you're you like, know? Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we featured bulls team is Bulls but, team won this year. Uh, they did this game. As you'll see, uh, it's a close game. It's a close game. What I love Steve, without seeing it? this piece, I can just about assure you that he coaches with the intensity of a Game 7 World he Series. He is. T- okay, listen. Bull, he's, he's actually Bull is, very encouraging. Yeah, Bull is. I love Bull. Yes, like, he's very good Bull with Bull is kids. awesome. Bull here in this chair when you're arguing with Bull. Super intense. Is the yin and the yang is how Bull is with kids. Bull is phenomenal. Good, good. As I want to see this. Coach. Yeah, I want to see this. We got the package. How long is it? Three minutes. Yeah, we have time. Do we have time or no? Yeah. yeah hey, go for it. Breaking, late, so. breaking news. Jeff Van Gundy has been let go. Wow. ESPN left by ESPN. 20, 20. No, I know that. I know today's the day that 20 yeah. of their talent. What? Max Kellerman is also gone. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Max. I knew was dead man walking. Yeah. Five million a year. I like Max, yeah. but. Did you find it? Steve, whatever you want to play, coach. Yeah, Bowles. let's see. This is this is raging we are three bull. and nine on the season. <laughs> three and nine. We're playing much better at the end of the season. The team we're playing is also three and nine, so it's a big game. One, two, three. Steve. We want you swinging the bat. Yeah, Reef, go. Go, Reef, keep going. Go, 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 go to third. Go to third. Go, Reef, go. Oh, that kid's got wheels too. Got that's right. a, that's one of the keep going, Reef, go, go, go. Best player. Little league home run. Slide. Ooh, he was out. Oh, oh, he dropped the ball, didn't he? He dropped the ball. Because he called him out originally. Awesome. Reef was flying around those bases. It made me nervous. I thought it was close to the plate, though, being held onto the ball. Run! Go, go, go! Go! Dad, a two-run single. That's right, buddy. All right. That's a single one base. I want you to go, even if he catches it. As soon as it reaches home plate, I'll tell you when to go. Go, 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 go. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Good hustle, Aaron. I loved it. We were very aggressive that inning. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Don't lob it in there. Come on, throw it. Oh, no, he's got to throw. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Step on the base. Yes. Yes. Nice play. <laughs> Let's go. We ready to hit? Are we ready to hit? Yeah. Let's go. I'd love to play. Yeah, there you go, Ben. Hustle, Ben, hustle. All right, stay there. Swing it all the way. Don't just put the bat here. Swing it all the way. Go! Oh, good cut. Is that a safe kid? Oh, Josh, go home! Don't look! Don't look! Go! Go, Josh, go! Go! Don't look! Stop looking! Next time you're on the base. Tentative third to home I've ever seen. Stop looking. You you looked like four times. All right, just run. We'll tell you what to do, okay? But I'm proud of you for swinging the bat. I'm very proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. I want you to help lead the energy in this in this dugout. You hear me? Hey, Ben. You need to get out of this inning without any more damage. Do the best you can, all right? Throw it hard. Make sure you follow through, okay? Bend that back at the end. Let's go. That's it, Ben. Nice, Ben. Aaron, you're at third. Ted's got nice limbs and extensions. Almost killed me there. Almost killed me. Reef, what happened, Reef? I thought we were buddies. Uh, same spot. Who was he talking to? Again. Again. This is it. This is the last inning. We're down two runs. We get two, we tie. We get three, we win. We can walk it off. 
Come on, let's do it. Everybody, hands in. Hands in, come on. If you're going to go down, go down swinging. Go, go, Everett. Same kid, right? Ah. Good game. Good game, good game. Nice pitching, kiddo. I know it stinks to lose, but there's, you know, what are you going to do? Somebody's got to lose. It's a bummer. It pisses me off, too. I'm sorry. I shouldn't use that language, but it, it bums me out, too. That's every bit as good as I expected it to be. We'll get Jason version next week on. Yeah, someone in chat just called him the Bad News Bulls, and I think that's the best team name ever. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.